0: Welcome to Hands On Health, the podcast all about living your healthiest life on the coast. I'm your host, Felicia Struve. This is part two of a conversation between Di Stuppy and oncology social worker Mari Montesano. Di has been living with cancer for more than 20 years. In this episode, Di talks about mortality, the role good nutrition, exercise, and spirituality play in her daily routines, and the silver lining she's found in the COVID-19
1: pandemic. a question that popped in my mind As you've gone through this for 20 some years. Um, what does mortality mean to you? Like, how have you thought, I mean, I'm sure it's come in different waves throughout this journey for you. I've changed physically. I've
2: changed mentally mm-hmm. and I've changed spiritually. Uh, I don't mean that in a religious sense. I think that um, in my world, <laughs> in my world, I'm a very old woman. In the cancer world sure having lived I'm 67 I've already lived almost 22 years in June in my world I'm very old (laughs) I know that's kind of crazy but if you started this at 45 and you're 67 you've already been given so many wonderful years Mm -hmm. that you didn't think you were gonna get so I'm already I'm I'm on the. sometimes some days I'm on the moment-to-moment plan sure some days I'm on the day-to-day plan I think what's really important to me is setting goals. Mm. I am very fortunate. I just moved this last May. One of the things I do is walk seven days a week. And you're going, how are you doing that with the weather? (laughs) I have an underground garage in my complex I live in, and I take five laps religiously every day, seven days a week, walk for about 20 minutes briskly. That's been a huge help. I also uh, am very good about my eating. Every day I make a commitment. I need good nutrition. I need good nutrients and good nutrition. There's a commitment every day when I get up to do that. I'm very disciplined. I'm a very disciplined person. I try to also, I don't mean this in a religious sense. I have a a Bible study class. It's very important to me and uh and i have many dear friends out of that bible study group it's a unique bible study group and so do i sit down and read the bible every day no but am i very um anchored in my faith yes i am and so that is a huge help and there's there's one thing i do every day every single day of my life when i go to bed at night i say thank you for another day And when I get up in the morning, I say, thank you for another day.
1: Mm. So
2: I say, thank you for yesterday at night when I go to bed. And in the morning when the sun rises, I say, thank you for another day. I like that. That little simplicity, a gesture, simple gesture, it reminds me to be thankful for every day I have. Mm -hmm. And it's very genuine. It's very quick. Uh, thank you for but mean it mean yeah. it don't drink for another day <laughs> I mean it when I say that so yes I have some uh, am I really a dis- music is also a big part of my life um, I love uh, music and all different kinds of music so I also do something um, kind of strange it's called I don't even know if I should bring it ASMR it relax- it's very relaxing uh, I don't even know if you've heard of it but it's something I do every day to bring a day, the day to a close. It's called ASMR. And it is a physiological response to uh, certain sounds, like some people love uh, babbling brooks. Mm. I'm going to get a pair of earphones that's coming up next to listen more uh, intently to certain sounds. It relaxes my body. If you do good things for your body and your mind, your body will follow. I believe that. Not in all cases, not 100% of the time, but your body will mostly follow you if you put positive things into it.
1: I like those. Yeah. I like, yeah. And I think, you know, movement is great. And then mm-hmm. I love the, I mean, it goes along with your attitude of gratitude. Yeah. yeah. That in the morning and at night. I love that. Yeah. And I'm disciplined. You know,
2: it isn't always easy. It wasn't always disciplined. <laughs> I, I'm a very self disciplined person. And I think I'm disciplined about my health. I'm disciplined about my attitude, and but I still have a good time in life. I'm I love life. And my when I get together with friends, we enjoy life. So it's not that I'm sitting home and going, "Oh, I have to be so regiment." I enjoy life, and I think I think when the staff sees me come in, they see it. I I, I, I hope that I genuinely exude joy because I feel joy about my life. Um, I don't have any regrets about this journey. It's made me uh, the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Uh, So, um, but I I am joyful. I am a joyful person, sincerely a joyful person and a great sense of humor, kind of wicked (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) I have a good sense of humor. But my spiritual self, um, there has to be something bigger than me going through this. I can't just rely upon my humanness to get through it. Mm-hmm. I've always believed there was something greater than me. I tell people I don't care if it's, if it's this you know, cart right here. Believe in something bigger than yourself, uh, stronger than yourself yeah. to help you through. And so uh, my mortality, sure, it's something that's in back of me. I don't put it in front of me. I put yeah. it in back of me and I'm always trying to run. <laughs> but there'll be a time that I accept my mortality. And I will have no regrets Mm -hmm. when the time comes, and I'll say, you know, I gave it everything I had, and I've lived a very blessed and rich life
1: with Mm -hmm. friends
2: and family and the docs. I have a huge family, and there's different roles that all that family plays in, Mm -hmm. from my biological family Mm -hmm. to my medical family to my friends. So uh sure do, do do I want to think about dying at 67 but you know I, I'm young but at you the same young. time mm-hmm. I've had many many years that many people have not gotten yeah and in that you have to kind of put things in perspective a little bit um and so grateful absolutely
1: old woman in this journey absolutely <laughs> well so, attitude of gratitude yes I, I love every that every day Every day. Yeah. um And I think it's great to highlight um, also the knowledge and, you know, really being a part of the team. I mean, we want our patients to be making, you know, we provide the recommendations. They're the captain. We always say, you're the captain of the ship. We're helping you drive it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's great to speak on that and how important it was for you.
2: I want to, I do want to speak on that because um, number one this is going to sound a little odd, and I want, I want people to hear this really loud and clear. Again, there's a balance. Um, I interviewed all my docs, particularly the oncologist, before I accepted them treating me. And I don't even know if you know this. Dr. Desai is my doctor right now. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, met with her before we started. Before I handed myself over to her, I said, this is who I am. These are my expectations. Who are you? Mm-hmm. what are your expectations and so there was this back and forth and I tried to tell her that I wasn't I wasn't an average patient in that I've been on this journey so long mm-hmm. and I said you know I will listen and I will most of the time 98.7 percent of the time do what you're asking me to do and if I if if I um, question it's not taken away from your expertise I'm not challenging you, mm-hmm. it's I want to partner with you on this. All of my yeah. docs have been partners and I'll do my part, partner, and you do your part. And but I think that's been a real key to the success too because every single oncologist, I was with one oncologist for 18 years, wow. that's a long time mm-hmm. to be with the same person. And I told him it was like a marriage outside work. I said, you know, because we we shared everything about. Okay, and he was very truthful with me. And I just said, these are my expectations. Be truthful with me, um, you know. And I came in with questions. I, I still come in. Sometimes I'll pass an article on mm-hmm. to the doctor and say, what about this? Or and I'm constantly researching because when you've been on this journey this long, that sometimes you're sometimes the options of treatment become narrower because I've been on so many different treatments and uh and they've been successful but then like anything there's this this peak and valley thing going on right now I'm in a peak uh and I know there's valleys and more peaks so but don't feel intimidated by the doctors and that you can't say this doesn't feel right to me or what are the pluses and minuses let's weigh the options here The doctors in the end will appreciate, and you know what happens when you do that? They will share more with you. (laughs) They'll bring you into the process Mm -hmm. more. If you stand back and say, you can do anything to me that you want to, I'll just do what you, the doctors go, okay. The doctors are gonna respond to that. They're also gonna respond to the patient that actively participates in their treatment. And that, I'm adamant about that with the doctors. And I believe they all, the respect goes up on both sides, mm-hmm. okay? And the inclusion of knowledge is traded back and forth, okay? And so, my, I think my doctors, there's a mutual respect on both sides, yeah. highly. If you are put with a doctor, oncologist, anything, radiologist, anything that you don't feel good about, change. Yeah. That's my advice, change. There's other options. There's other people. Ask around. Uh, And there's been a couple times in this 21 years that I have left a physician and gone to another one. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't feel right. I didn't like the lack of communication. I'm a big communicator, as you can tell. (laughs) I'm expressive. I have a big personality. The doctor needs to understand who they're dealing with. And to hand yourself off without going through kind of, an, and the HR background comes in, without, without interviewing, without understanding who they are, I don't like surprises.
1: Yeah.
2: And they shouldn't either. Mm-hmm. And what you see is what you get with me. If you can handle that, Doc, we're on board with each other. If you cannot, then put me with someone else that you think sure. can handle this kind of personality. I'm not a bad person. I'm no. just a big person. No,
1: and I think it just speaks to, you know, making sure the patient you know, either they have an advocate for themselves or is their own advocate to just speak to feel what makes them feel comfortable going through. I mean, it's a scary journey. Yes. And it can be a long journey. So you need to, you know, be along that journey with someone that you can trust and feel that they are right there, right by your side. And it doesn't have to happen immediately. When you first come in, the word scared, when you're first
2: diagnosed, you're terrified. Yeah. You're going, okay. and, And I think we're getting better about cancer through the years. It's not... You know, mm-hmm. you don't think like, okay, I got to pack up and be, be out of here in a week or two. People are living longer. They're living better. Yeah. They're living more quality of lives. Uh, they're, they're able to do things they were never able to do. My sister had breast cancer in 91, uh, and uh, things have changed drastically between her diagnosis and mine mm-hmm. in 99. Just in that eight-year period, things change drastically. Imagine how they've changed in 20, almost 22 yeah. years. Yeah. So you're scared you're scarred, okay, <laughs> through surgeries, Yeah, but then you come out stronger, scared, scarred, and stronger, I like and it. so yeah. there's, um, and each one of those stages uh, changes you, uh, sure. and hopefully for the better. Um, I'm definitely stronger, um, and I think I think you really know that you've accomplished where you want to be when all of a sudden the doc says, I learned from you too. And I've yeah. had a couple of docs say, I'm learning from you too, die You teach mm-hmm. me. Because they're teaching you all the time. Totally. It's the highest compliment in the world when a doc turns to you and says, you're teaching me. Thank you.
1: You're yeah. giving me
2: knowledge. Thank you. Yeah. Because it makes them a better Of doc, course, yeah. You know, which in turn makes them better for their patients. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know much about medical school, what they <laughs> teach, teach them in medical school. I think um, uh, I think the team here is superb. And I'm not, they, nobody cued me to say <laughs> that. I think they're an excellent team. I, feel, I feel like we're getting excellent care. Good. Here, so, I'm
1: glad. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey there. It's Felicia. Thanks for listening. I'd love to include your questions or comments in an upcoming episode. To leave me a message, please call 503-338-4654. If you've got a health question, I'll do my best to get you an expert answer. Again, that number is 503-338-4654. Now let's get back to
1: our guest. Okay, one last question. I feel like I have to hit on this. How has the, impact, how has the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic impacted you as a person with cancer
2: pretty pretty greatly um i am cautious with i always make sure i screen my friends and family where have you been uh i feel uh, actually this is kind of weird too i'm not going to answer this the way you think yes it's been a challenge but it's also given me the solitude and the quiet time i've needed to heal yeah to I'm going through chemotherapy as we speak, um, and so it's giving me the rest time I need. Uh, I wouldn't say the word is isolation. It's giving me the quiet time and the and the alone time I need to get up and running mm-hmm. in between treatments. So in that respect, my pace is slower. That's good for my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing more reading. I'm doing more reading on, good. you know, camp. Yeah. So in some respects, the COVID virus has brought in some good things, some positive things into my life. So it's not all bad at all. That's great. Uh, No, I
1: think that's great to turn it into a positive. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So yeah, I, uh, but
2: yes, I'm cautious. I live in a condominium complex. (laughs) Yeah. And so so. we all wear masks uh, in the common areas. We have signs all over. We're very respectful of each other. Um, I'm not wearing a mask now because of the interview, but we are very diligent about that. And, um, so I, fortunately, I have, don't have one family member or friend that I believe has been careless during this time. They're yeah. all very respectful of me. Good. And vice versa,
1: because um, people have other health issues, of too. Course. So yeah. Yeah, issues. Of course. Yeah, so, Yeah. I think in a way, it's been a... Balance. Yeah. But that's good, though. It hasn't totally, you know, I think that's great to find some positive in being a little more isolated, to use that term. Um but to find you know way to slow down and really then be more in tune with your body and yes I think that's I think that's a great way when to look at it I think
2: the pandemic pandemic has caused us to pause totally mm-hmm. and the pause periods can be very um, productive for eating like mm-hmm. I hope people have made some positive changes during the pandemic because you have an oper- you've had almost a year yeah. to make good changes I've dropped thirty pounds. Uh, in the last uh, nine months eat, I'm eating better I was mm-hmm. eating better before but now I've been able to focus on okay because you've been forced to stop sure. and look at your wife yeah. and uh, and change some things around so uh, I think the docs overall are happy they see that I'm working really hard mm-hmm. and there's no guarantees in any of this but I think a lot of this stuff is working yeah. uh, and they're seeing some positive results from that and I think the pandemic has allowed me to do that instead of being distracted, going to movies, sure, and going yeah. out to dinner mm-hmm. and taking care of kids. And it's given me a chance to just pause. I, I love pandemic that answer. pause. Uh, yeah. pandemic pause.
1: <laughs> I think that's great. I, I like that, you know, trying to more focus on the positive parts of the pandemic and mm-hmm. definitely, I think, a lot more of us need to focus on the positive parts. And yeah. I think it's brought families closer. I think it's
2: just kind of, again, rearrange the mm-hmm. priorities. They yeah. get rearranged anyway in this journey, yes. but they've been rearranged again mm-hmm. in the, during the pandemic. Yeah. Just not bad. No, it's not.
1: I think that's great. Well, I th- those are all my questions. And I I mean, I think we touched on a lot. That was really great. And I really appreciate you coming on and you're welcome. telling us about your your long journey and your continued journey through this and through with our team here. And thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Felicia Struve, and this has been an episode of Hands on Health brought to you by Columbia Memorial Hospital.